Hey guys, welcome back. We are kicking off this season with a whole lot of new practical things that you can be doing if you're already working in the med spa world or perhaps looking to get into the med spa world. Um, this season is going to be very much about practical application. I am doing a lot of our um, podcasting this uh, season on my own. We're going to have some guests and so on. And Marissa will be joining here individually as she's you know available. She's launched her um, training program, which is I'm so excited for her. We're actually doing a training with her um, next week uh, for some of our newer nurses. And she has a brand new company that is just taking off. She is traveling the country now speaking and has just been doing so much in this aesthetic space. So if you haven't uh, caught up with her, definitely check out her website, nursemarissa.com and, um, and follow her on Instagram because you will always get great information from her efforts. I don't know anyone that is this on top of trends and what's, you know, relevant and just always, always super curious as to what we should be doing in this med spa space to really be safe and to be ethical and to do the things that we all know um, need to happen on a daily basis. Um, so in this series, I want to be um as helpful as I can be, I've been writing, um, I have actually, if several of you have asked me about my med spa mentor book, um, I actually went back to it's, AI kind of blew up my, my, my whole game plan, you know, um, so much content in there in reference to how to position yourself, how to market yourself, how to make the most out of your, you know, efforts, your budgets, um, your time. And um, when AI hit the way it hit this year, um, a lot of those things just really, really got super infused with possibility. And so I felt like, no, you know what? We can't publish this quite yet this year. I need to go back and rewrite a lot of this. Some of you guys may know this, some of you may not. I actually had um, an, a marketing and advertising agency for years before I got into the med spa world about 13 years ago. Um, I had, I think it was like a good over a decade in that space. Um, and I did a ton of everything, TV ads, radio ads, billboards, print, tons of web design, and my background is actually in digital media um, marketing and so on. And so I have a heart for it. Um, I just wanted to leave the corporate world and do something a little bit more girly. So I, I transitioned over to the med spa space. But my heart was definitely um, started, my, my career started there. And so now diving into all the AI tools and everything that there is to offer, I feel like it's just such a huge playland. There's so much that can be done. So I went back and I rewrote some of the chapters in the Med Spa Mentor book to reflect our current um, you know, availability of everything that is now in the marketplace. Um, it's not just about ChatGPT anymore. I actually have a downloadable on my website um, under MedSpotRx. If you go to pattyrappa.com, you can see some of the, um, the different things that I'm doing as on a consultant level. It's not just about my franchises, although we do love to uh, definitely market and sell franchises for Loose Lounge. Um, you know, it's not everyone's a franchise fit, you know, some people want to kind of venture out and do their own thing and they need help. And so we recognize that. And I feel like there's a place for all of it. And the goal is to be of service and to really help 
those that need, you know, guidance and strength and just a good person, you know, cheering them on. Sometimes we all just need someone cheering us on um, because it's a tough space to be in a lot of times. So um, that said, I will be um, sharing more excerpts from the book as we're going along in this podcast series. Um, and there's just so much in it um, that is really super helpful for every everybody from the level of just starting out to going into um, more of a, I want to grow, I want to expand, I want to scale um, all the way to multi-location. I want to run an empire kind of um, build out. So we want to be, and again, the goal here is yes, there's like downloadables and books and all that stuff. And none of us are getting rich off of that just for context. Yes. There's a, you know, sometimes, sometimes there's a price point. Sometimes I give away free stuff, but the idea is to be of such good service that, you know, we're raising a community, a, a mindful community in this med spa space only because again, I've been in a long time and I'm seeing the writing on the wall. And, um, I can't tell you how many conversations I've had, even in this franchising effort with folks that are just not thinking responsibly. And in the last three years or so, you guys can probably attest to the fact that there's been a massive boom in everybody, their mother, their sister is getting into injecting. And, and it's like a thing. It's kind of like, uh, I was listening to a podcast the other day and it was kind of like an inside joke where it's like, if you're not holding the syringe and your mom and your sister are not holding the syringe on Instagram, then you didn't get the memo, um, which is kind of funny, but not really. Um, and so the goal is to be of service. The goal is to be a resource. And, you know, my, my whole philosophy is, is like, you know, tide raises all boats kind of thing. And, you know, let's raise boats responsibly. Um, so if, I'm hoping I can give you as much value as possible through, um, listening to this podcast series. And yes, again, we will be bringing on guests and we will be talking about a lot of really good, you know, foundational information on a clinical level, which is so important. Um, as we're going along, but my big, you know, one, two, three, sorry for the ding there. It's kind of like my alert. Um, my big thing is that, you know, we, we give really good value when it comes down to giving good business advice too, because I feel like that's an area that gets missed the most. And most of the conversations that I've been having with newer nurses, um, and folks that are looking for this support, um, I would say about 99% of the conversation um, is missing the biggest, you know, I feel the biggest area you can get in the most trouble. And it's not including somebody, it's not doing a bad injectable. It's doing things, you know, and not doing, not by the book and not how the medical board would have it or the laws, you know, require. And so um, I'm a big stickler on that. We can always miss a note, a memo and really screw up, but there's ways that you can turn it around. And then there's ways that you can really get in trouble. So I'm big on really helping with giving good, you know, direction. I can't give legal advice. Obviously I'm not a lawyer, but, um, I have lots of lawyers and I can ask for, I can ask them questions. <laughs> um, and so it's good. It's good to have these resources. And that's my hope is that we're going to be able to cover a lot of this, um, through the podcast series, and then ultimately um, answer questions through the different workshops and things that we have planned. Uh, just Q and A and meet and greets. It's good to network. It's good to have moments of um, reflection and just kind of be able to have a just a, a listening board. Um, I feel like sometimes we act in a little bit in a bubble, especially when it comes to the business side. We're kind of like bury the head in the sand kind of thing, and um, we just simply can't. We have to face off with 
these um, critical demons that, you know, really come at us sometimes. And so um, that part is, is part of what we're going to be covering this season. We've got a really good jam-packed series of tons and tons. I mean, we're going to get deep into AI. We're going to get deep into um, how to leverage these tools, how you can start almost having like this subliminal awareness about what's happening next in the industry. Um, that's one thing again, with my marketing background, everything I've been super, like super astute to, and I've been able to really pinpoint trends that are super cool to see coming to fruition right now. I'll share one in just a minute that I'm super excited about. Um, and yeah, it's, it's going to be really fun to just kind of take the top off of all of these, you know, interesting boxes. Um, so first and foremost, this segment, this um, podcast uh, episode is going to be about how to really become resourceful in, you know, running your, your med spot in a way that is, you know, there's a lot. I mean, if you guys are on the, the forum groups, uh, you know, on Facebook, or you're paying attention, or you're even listening to some of the podcasts that are put out by subject experts in this space, you're hearing that people are either they're they're teaming up and they're building, you know, they're they're collaborating on their on their locations, um, kind of you know going into the same building. Sometimes sometimes they're closing their doors outright, selling. There's a big exit strategy right now happening, and it's only going to get more aggressive. I would say in the next oh two years or so, we're going to see some mass exit happening. Um, and this is an opportunity for you to really pinpoint what your next strategy move is going to be, because, you know, if you're newer in this space and you're just getting into it, there is nothing. This is, this is a, a, a tweetable or excerpt, whatever, whatever the hell, you know, Twitter's become. Um, this is definitely something it, it is so much more beneficial for you to spot one of these med spas that possibly are on the verge of closing and approaching them as a partner, especially if you're brand new in this space. And even if you've never even held a syringe or touched anything aesthetics, a partner in the process and helping them, you know, keep their doors open, be that second, you know, sometimes a lot of these owners are, you know, in a space where they're just basically tired and there's a mass exit right now with boomers getting out. If you haven't noticed, there's a ton of doctors and folks that are like ready to retire and their kids don't want their med spas, don't want their, don't want anything to do with, you know, what they did as a profession. And so they're just kind of like, okay, well, I had a good run and I made some money and I have my retirement. So I guess I'm going to close the doors. So if you're new in this space, that is an amazing way to, to break into it is to start looking for those um, opportunities. You can scope those out. Um, just, just type in, you know, med spas for sale on Google and you will find tons of outlets and places that you can do um, those types of efforts. Um, and then the next thing, if you're already in this space and you're like, okay, that's all great, but I'm not looking to close my doors. I need to actually figure out ways to be a little bit more um, cost-effective, responsible, get my cash flow and my balance sheets really looking good. Um, maybe partner with someone if it makes sense, um, but also get a very good perspective on what it looks like to, you know, 
not have to work a million hours just to keep the doors open. Um, this is a time when you can be in this such a great critical time. You can then be approaching your nurses. So quick takeaway. If you listen to our um, end of season last season, um, we interviewed Natasha. She is with Moxie. Um, if you, if you don't know who Moxie is, definitely start doing your research on that because if you already own a med spa, um, these are the companies that are very attractive to your injectors to leave your med spa and go start their own med spa. So definitely be paying attention to these companies. Not that they're a bad thing. I actually, that's the thing I was saying earlier that I'm kind of excited about. I'm actually pretty excited about these companies popping up and I'll tell you why. You know, as a med spa owner, you might be saying, Patty, you're crazy. You know, who wants to lose their priced injectors to, you know, if they want to just go off into the sunset and open up their own med spas. And I'm just like, yeah, but here's my whole, you got to look at it from a different perspective, kind of a bird's eye point of view. If you're, if you're, if your injector is considering this to open up her own med spa, if she is good, first of all, let's establish this. She's good. She, she knows her, knows her injectables. She knows what she's doing. Or maybe she's a prized aesthetic nurse, knows how to do it all. You just feel really good about her. Um, if she's toying with this idea, um, have that open conversation and be like, okay, so you want to go out on your own. You know, there's a big opportunity for you to actually partner with her as your business partner in your own med spa before she packs it up and heads out. Just for context, yes, these companies, and I think it's Portrait, Persimmon, those are the companies that are, you know, right now heavily recruiting. I think it's exciting, again, because all of my entire, you know, med spa experience, I have been working to convince, I feel like sometimes I'm convincing and I'm preaching more than anything, our nurses to not look at this med spa that they're working at, my med spa, you know, whoever I was managing or whoever I was, you know, invested in or whatever, um, not look at it as a job, but look at it as an investment opportunity and running their practice within our practice. And a lot of my investors and people that I've worked with over the years, like, that's kind of crazy, Patty. Why would you tell your nurses that that's what they need to be doing? That doesn't, you know, they're, they're going to stop thinking like employees and start thinking like owners. And I'm like, yeah, exactly. They need to think like owners because clients are coming in to see them, not us, not the investors, not the management team, sometimes not even the doctor. They're coming to see the nurses. And so my whole perspective is, you know, give, give the nurses what they're sooner or later going to want. And that's to have the autonomy and the freedom and the financial, you know, um, ceiling lifted off of them. And so over the years, I was kind of looked at as kind of crazy for having that perspective. And now to actually see that there's companies that are doing that, I'm like, yeah, so I'm not so crazy, was I? <laughs> but on a long-term, again, bird's eye point of view, um, nurses are going to go out. They're going to do this piece. And if you're a nurse and you're listening to this and you're thinking, yeah, I'm going to do this piece. This is definitely my gig. Um, but here's the thing. I've learned over the years that sooner or later, nurses are going to not want to do it all. Who wants to do it all? Nobody, right? They, they got into nursing aesthetics, especially because they like the art, because they enjoy it. Um, so let them go and try, you know, doing these, you know, business opportunities. Everyone needs to learn. Everyone needs to have an opportunity to get their feet wet and see what it's all about, right? And then if they like it, great more power to them, love them from afar. Maybe they'll come back and train your staff, your junior staff. Um, and maybe, you know, there's, there's opportunities there in the future. There's other opportunities for you to, you know, like I said earlier, 
partner with them before they walk out the door. You know, that's a great conversation, by the way. And if you need any help with that, that's my specialty is how do you get, you know, those partnerships, those collabs happening so that you feel like, okay, I didn't lose anything. I actually gained a business partner, someone that has a stake in my business now, someone that actually cares about my business, someone that actually is going to help me grow my business. Um, and, you know, before they went out and they did all this new, you know, development stuff. And then the other part is, is that don't burn the bridge because if you burn the bridge, that individual may never come back to you. I have my relationship with Marissa. In fact, Marissa started out you know, well over a decade ago, she was fresh out of travel nursing or doing something bedside. Um, and she just wanted an opportunity. And so we, we coached, we taught, she left and went to work for a dermatology office, which I fully agreed with because she needed that experience. And now she's coming back to train all my staff, you know, 10 years later. And I trust her with all of everything, because I know hundred percent that anybody that's on our team that's learning under her is going to thrive. They're going to really know their stuff. And so I I'm super, you know, supportive of that whole thing. So don't burn that bridge. If your nurse leaves you and starts something else, or even goes to another office, you know, we've had nurses really uh, recently departed, um, going to other offices because they want to do more progressive, um, higher risk stuff that we don't do at our spas. Um, and I'm like, yeah, go learn it. Go, go get, get your, fill up your tank girl. And, you know, if you ever want to come back and train our nurses, um, you know, our junior nurses and everything with all the stuff, all the great stuff you've learned with us the last two years, more power to you. I'd love to see you do that. And so it is a community. And again, I would not be doing my job to, help you see all the potential and be of service and helping, you know, our fellow med spa owners and um, even, even our, our community of nurses or anybody, if we didn't unveil these possibilities. So when you're talking about this, you know, efficiency factor, the first thing to do is to start thinking along the lines, you know, again, med spas are starting to, in the next couple of years are starting to, you know, we had a rush, we had a moment. And that moment was around COVID when all these people were getting all the clients, people were getting all this free government money and they didn't have to work that hard. And there was like a whole like forgiveness factor, right? It's all been in the name of forgiveness because everybody's like, you know, stressed. And so the, the industry, our industry blew up. Everybody had all this extra money. So I was like, yeah, of course I'm going to go inject my lips. Of course I'm going to go do all this stuff. And it was a thing. Now it's slowing down. Now people are actually having to face off with the fact that they have to, you know, get serious, you know, money, the economy, whatever you want to, you know, factor it. I'm not going to get into politics and all that, um, but it's all getting serious. And so people are being a little bit more selective. And so med spas that came up, I would say in the last three, two to three years, don't know how to, you know, do this whole withering of the storm if it happens to slow down. And so this is a prime opportunity to start thinking about what it looks like to cross populate your efforts. What does that look like? What does that mean even? Um, so I get a lot of inquiries from the coaching clients and the folks that are even kind of considering coaching and getting some mentoring in this space. Um, on what does it look like for me to like one of the, the recent conversations I've had, there's a company, I think there's a med spa out on the East coast. And she's like, I need to hire a new manager and, um, I'm desperate. And I'm like, well, let's take a step back for a minute. What is, what does your current staff look like? How are they currently doing their day-to-day? -day? Is anyone sitting idle? Is there like a, a slowdown? She goes, oh my gosh. Yeah. That's why I need a new manager. And I'm like, well, maybe you don't. 
Maybe you don't need a manager that's going to also sit idle because things are slow. Maybe you need to actually learn how to really leverage your current staff and keep them employed because ultimately you've already invested in them. Why would you want to lay them off or cut their hours? You want them to get those hours. You want to keep them busy and you ultimately don't want to give them up to the competition, maybe somebody that's bigger than you. So it's important that you take this step. It's important that you start thinking on this level of what you can do to cross train your current staff. So in our med spas, uh, one of our secret sauce items that we do in our operations management training for our franchisees is we actually do an entire um, owner training to teach our owners how to um, multi-purpose staff um, resume efforts and what that means is like, if there's um, a lot of times we have estheticians, you know, estheticians, it's tough for an esthetician in a med spa because, you know, clients are coming in to do medical services. And if you're in a state where an esthetician just kind of gets bound by not being able to do everything, then the esthetician sometimes suffers and he has to come to the reality. It's like clients may want to work with me, but I'm not licensed to do these other things. So I'm just going to have to pawn them off, you know, as much as possible to other people, which is not a good feeling. And so, um, pawn them off. That's bad. That's a bad term, you know, hand them off. Not, no one's pawning anywhere. Um, and so just getting that kind of just referral, but it doesn't feel good because that, you know, that client's no longer with you. And so, you know, and worse, if I don't have a client, then how am I staying booked? How am I making my hours? How am I, you know, how am I securing my job and my income? And so a lot of times estheticians are one of the first people that we cross assess. When I say assess, I actually do a full blown disc assessment. I did a segment on the power of the disc assessment in one of the prior episodes. Um, and it's so critical to, you know, knowing your strengths because knowing your operations and your, your staff strengths, because there's so many hidden jewels in talents that you may not even know about. They may have just applied to do a medical assistant job, or maybe even it is a, a RN that's newer and doesn't have a lot of bookings yet, or maybe is just kind of learning things. So there's a lot of ways to multi-purpose your staff efforts and not have the, the, the pressure to now bring in a manager and make it all happen. Um, and then ultimately when, you know, things are better and things are more efficient with the, the cash flow and things are running well, then fine, you know, have that management position. But I'm a big fan of actually never really hiring a manager. manager. I'm actually a bigger fan of, you know, having management roles for our practitioners because I feel like that in itself is incredibly, incredibly effective. Um, and I also don't, you know, bump up salaries based on your new role. I actually do a different way of compensating, um, which is a little bit more contract basis for our, um, our staff that is looking to do additional management roles. And so it works really nicely. It keeps everyone, you know, super fluid. You know, sometimes they're working in the room, sometimes they're bouncing, you know, to the front desk. And it's also, it also keeps a level of teamwork that is, it's not us against them. It's not managers against the staff, which that happens, right? It's like, oh, you know, management, uh, you know, us and them kind of thing. It's more about, um, no, we actually collaborate and we, we, we tease things out. We talk about it. We, we figure out solutions together because we're all in the same boat. We're serving clients. 
We want to want this med spa to run efficiently. And we want to make sure that no matter what, we have really good momentum and teamwork. And so that kind of culture, and I hear this all day long from our clients, how much they love that level of, you know, and, and even people that have popped in on like a temporary basis have told me you're the teamwork that you guys have, the, the, uh, the want, everyone wants to help each other out and all this stuff. It's not catty. It's not competitive. It's very, very good, you know, fruitful environment. And so these are the things that, you know, really getting that level of cross um, training will do for you um, as an owner. And then the next area that is incredibly important when it comes down to efficiency. And again, we're just trying to get ahead of the curve, you know, of this next two years of if, if, and when things slow down so much that, you know, you do have to consider what am I going to do? How am I going to keep things rolling? How am I going to keep cash flow happening? Um, if, you know, if people are really kind of starting to be a little bit more, you know, conservative about what they're spending, then you want to have some of these, you know, options kind of dialed in or back in your mind. Um, the next area is in the usage of your space. So I recently did a training module, uh, full-on training module for my franchisees um, to reference if and when they get into a place where it's like, okay, so I have all this space, but it's not all being used and I'm not sure how to cash flow it and how to cash flow, especially my, um, my machines, my, my, my rent, my, my location, all of that. And so it is important to take really good inventory of what you currently have. And I know we love working in our beautiful offices and we love having, you know, the space and the airiness and just, you know, our beautiful, you know, displays and just, you walk in and it's like the only thing in the room is like the medical chair and maybe like a little desk or a counter, but it looks very chic and very, um, you know, streamlined. And I mean, everyone loves that. I totally get it. Um, but sometimes you got to multipurpose those rooms. Sometimes you got to get a little bit more creative, especially when you're thinking about, you know, efficiency and really making sure that you're using, utilizing your space properly. So one of the biggest things that I like to do, especially when I'm doing turnaround management for a med spa is I like to go to their location, take an inventory of how the rooms are being used. If there's a room that looks all airy and beautiful and there's just a medical chair and maybe a, a, a very, you know, chic countertop um, and maybe a little glass display with, you know, with injectables in it, I, I'm like, okay, we could probably do like three more services in this room. How can we consolidate? Because what ends up happening, especially when you're looking at your schedule, you, you can multipurpose your room. One of the biggest things I like to do is I like to get things mobile. So if you have, um, you know, medical um, uh, things that roll, you know, if you have a, a medical shelf, like that is, is considered a medical shelf that has doors and locking capacity and all that stuff, make sure that that bad boy rolls because you can roll that in and out of any room. You can do injectables out of that. You just kind of think of your like mobile cart, if you will, that is lockable and you can easily roll in and out. Um, that piece is so critical because, you know, I mean, injectables can pretty much be done anywhere as long as you've got, you know, good lighting, a good chair and, you know, HIPAA, HIPAA requirement, you know, everything can be nice and private. Um, and so you could roll in and out of different rooms. You don't have to have a, a dedicated room for just injectables. Um, and then the other thing, unless you're doing a ton of them, you know, and that makes sense, but facials, facials, a lot of the facials can be done in like an even a lounge situation. You don't have to have a lot of privacy for facials, unless you're trying to do this Zen experience thing, which is great, but it's sometimes not necessary. Clients are used to just kind of bouncing in and out. The days of people sitting around in their robes and being all Zen and having nothing better to do kind of over. Everybody's kind of like hustle mode. I want to get in. I want to get out. I want to have, you know, I'd love, I used to love sitting in, you know, spas and 
you know, pretending to be some rich lady with <laughs> all the time in the world and think of myself, you know, it's like, I have nowhere to be, but just here working on me, you know, kind of thing. And then you kind of have a reality check and be like, yeah, there's about 10 things I should be doing right now with this time. And you just kind of, you know, do it. And so I don't even take the luxury of doing that anymore. It's like kind of, people are just kind of wired differently. They want to just book it on their app. They want to get in, they want to get out. And they, everybody just wants to go home. You know, people just want to go home and they want to be in their home environment. And that's the trend. I mean, if you don't believe me, just read Forbes magazine today. Um, I think it's August 18th. There's a big giant exit strategy. The mayor of New York city just basically conceded and said, yeah, so nobody wants to go into work um, to these giant massive office buildings. And they're all kind of sitting empty. Um, everybody just loves being at home. And so if you're trying to make your med spa like this huge, cool Zen environment with dreams of having them, you know, living in your space and wasting, you know, all their day away in your space, but having this luxurious moment and experience that might not happen. And I don't want you to be discouraged. So, um, you know, again, we don't make the rules. We just kind of have to see the writing on the wall and we have to be like, okay, so people like being in their homes. I mean, there's a big trend also that millennials are building out their kitchens and bathrooms like spas, you know, full on, you know, eatery centers with all the, the gadgets in the kitchen. And then you go into their bathrooms as a full spa experience. And so it's like if people, that's a huge building trend right now, by the way, people are spending more money on that than they are vacations. And so um, it's like, if that's true, what else is true? Well, it's okay. Maybe they're not going to spend all their luxurious time and, and, waste a day away in my spa. Um, so that means your space can be utilized for multiple things. And you don't have to be like, we have to keep this room super Zen because we never know who wants to, you know, chill out in it. Um, all the, I mean, it's not a bad idea to have, you know, a space for that, but again, if you're, if you're thinking about efficiency, um, you know, the, probably the better way to do that is to do multiple use purpose in there. And the facials can be done, you know, in a nice lounge environment, maybe with two or three chairs in it doesn't necessarily, maybe a little divider, but doesn't necessarily have to be a full on blown Zen experience. Um, the other thing you can do in those type of lounges is you can multipurpose it for like IV drips or things like that. So there's ways to work around a lot of, uh, space limitation. If you think about it, if your room is costing you, you know, um, you know, two, $300 a day, um, you know, in, in your rent, how many, you know, facials and IV drips could you get out of that room if you have, you know, several chairs in there? Well, I dare say you could probably cash flow that room to some, to the tune of like maybe $2,000 a day. So do the math and crunch the numbers. And I promise you, you're going to be pleasantly surprised when you think about like how you can cash flow it in a way that makes sense. Um, the final piece in the most, I feel incredible piece is to start thinking on the level of what AI can do. And again, we're going to dive deep into the different tools and what it can, what each one of them does and how there's so many now, right? But if you're not paying attention to that, which more than likely you're not, if you're, you know, working with clients, injecting or running a, a spa or running a medical office or any of that, it's not top of the mind to be like, let me just figure out all the latest with AI. Uh, but there's definitely some things that you can be doing to really streamline your workflow. So one of the biggest pieces right now that is, you know, the most common is that everyone still has to keep up with social. Everyone has to keep up with all the different marketing efforts. And what, what am I going to say? How am I going to say it? You know, one of my fun factors, and I love this because again, I, I signed it to, I, I disc assessed my medical, um, my medical uh, S 
and she wasn't getting booked out. She had some space in her calendar. So I'm like, okay, so you are actually a prime candidate for me to assign some social posts to. So I went right to ChatGPT, which again is not the only one that I use. There's so many. Um, but this case, I just went to ChatGPT and I'm like, give me 30 days of social media posts, things that we could be talking about in the form of skincare. And let's go ahead and pop those into Canva and make some fun little quotes. And so I signed that all to her. She ran it like a total rock star. She was like, yeah, I totally got it. You know, I'll, I'll make these all into fun quotes. And I'm like, okay, so now post them on the daily and then talk about them and talk about what people need to know about, like in reference to skincare, or maybe sunscreen, or maybe what they should be doing to exfoliate and things like that. Give, you know, good case studies and things, maybe share some stories. And so it's giving her things to work on, not only is going to help her build her practice and her following and her clients and get more people in the chair, but it's taken a huge load off of you to not have to have, you know, a full-time, even, even a part-time assistant doing social media is incredibly expensive sometimes. And so you want to try and streamline some of these efforts. And, um, and one of the things that I do want to caution you from, you know, these guys that you're getting calls from, I'm sure every one of you guys, if you're in this space and you've, you've been in the space for a minute, you are getting a million calls from, you know, med spa marketing companies. I feel like I get one at least twice a day, every day. Um, you know, you have to, you know, really vet those people because they're the formula that I keep seeing over and over again is, yeah, you need to do a, at least a two to $3,000 ad spend, which is basically promoted boosted ads. There needs to be a landing page, which you can build, you know, yourself on your website or have your webmaster do it or have, you know, again, discuss your staff, you're going to know. And then, you know, you can have incredible amounts of crazy, crazy, you know, people calling in and everything. But what they don't tell you is, is that they have preset scripts and things that, you know, yes, they can book clients for you. Maybe they'll put a deposit down. Maybe they'll not keep the appointment and you get to keep the deposit, but they also charge a fee. And when you actually crunch all those numbers, they have to be booking at least, especially if they have a fee of over a thousand dollars or more, even if it's $500 plus the ad spend, they have to be booking at least 30 clients a day, a month for you to make that, especially if you know, you're, you're, you're irresistible. By the way, you've got to come up with an irresistible offer. It's basically Groupon on steroids. So if you're going to go and discount some irresistible offer and you're going to pay someone to do that, I'm a bigger fan of going with Groupon in fact, because I feel like Groupon, you're not paying anyone. They're doing all the heavy lifting, they're marketing, they're funneling the people to you and, you know, people are buying with them. So they're coming in with a prepaid voucher. Um, and you might be thinking, oh, well, I don't want my business on Groupon. Yeah, actually Prada, you know, Gucci, all these big, you know, designers are on Groupon. So you're not too good to be on Groupon. Sorry to say, um, you know, it's, it's one of these things where it's like, okay, what's the better, you know, scenario. I personally, again, I've hired some of these companies just to see how they work. And it seems to me again, marketing girl. I'm just like, I even last one I went, I, I, that pitched me. I was like, okay, okay, okay. I've heard this pitch over. I, I need a $2,000, $3,000 ad spend. Um, you're going to give some irresistible offer. People click on it and the social channels, they go to some, you know, landing page, you secure some level of deposit. Sometimes yes, sometimes no. And then, you know, I give you access to some calendar and you're able to book appointments for me. And, you know, maybe you can consult a little bit, but it's not that great. You know, there's actually, if you, if that's what you're spending, there's an, and if that's your budget, 
do reach out to me because I can give you so many tools that you can implement yourself in-house and have, again, your own staff managing, not to knock the marketing companies, God bless them. I was a marketing company at one time and I understand, I appreciate the hustle. Um, But what I do have an issue with is when I feel like, especially after talking with some of them, and it's not everyone, but especially with, you know, talking with some of them, I feel like until I actually start talking their language about, you know, where they're, you know, what kind of bots they're using and, you know, the programming language they're using to really get to these platforms, you know, and what they're using to actually execute. Are they linking it to my API? All this technical knowledge until I actually start talking that language with them, they actually talk to me like I'm a big ding dong. I don't know anything. And I feel that that's kind of the the MO right now. It's like, oh, MedSpa has had two to three great years. Everybody's hopped up on injectables and everybody's wanting to like, and they made some money, you know? And so it's like, now we got to go after them and do some marketing. Great. You know, they don't know a whole lot about marketing. So they're medical people. So they're going to do what we tell them to do kind of thing. And so you have to be careful. You have to, again, shop wisely. They're not all creepy. And they, they, some of them are very ethical as far as how they coach. There's, there's a couple of people that I'm actually pretty impressed with that, um, do a whole like real, you know, people that have actually been in the med spa space that have converted into becoming marketing companies for med spas, um, reach out to me over DMs and I'll be happy to definitely share those folks because um, I was impressed with their presentation. Um, but one of them, one of them was, I think, a nurse previously, and um, he he started his own company. He has a good outfit. And then the other one is uh, a son of a doctor that, you know, was doing med spa marketing for him at one point. Um, I don't have the names off the top of my head, but I'll definitely look them up for you if you need that. Um, and then, yeah, it's um, it's always good. It's, it's really good to, you know, vet these folks and have good understanding. And then, you know, if you know your staff can handle it, sometimes you can do a lot of this stuff in-house and you're not going to have any issues. So there's three takeaways ways, you know, staffing, location, and marketing that you can start looking at to bring down your overhead costs and get the most efficiency from what you already have in place. Don't be above partnering with your nurses. They are literally the keys to your kingdom um, and they will make or break your business in such a good way. Even if it's, even if they leave, um, it's, it's still not, you know, the relationship's still not dead. You can still do great things if, even if they get recruited out by some of these companies that are out there and you will always be, you know, in a great driver's seat um, as long as you keep those communication um, doors and, you know, channels open. I'm going to wrap on that guys. Thank you so much. And look for our next episode. Again, we're going to be talking a lot about what we're going to do on a practical level this season, practical application, how to avoid the pitfalls and really, really make um, so good impact, even in tougher economic times. If you need to reach out to me and want to do even a little bit of, you know, I do offer a free hour of consulting. Um, you can sign up for that at pattyrappa.com. And if you want to check out any of our franchise options, I think you can actually link to some of our franchise options and stuff and our downloadables. Um, you can see that at um, looselounge.com under the franchise button. Have a great rest of your week. Take care.